Sean Lynn in the pub for a dram with friends where we talk about faith, family, food, and fun. Pull up a chair and I'll pour you a drink. Episode 57. We are on the road again in Denver, Colorado to meet up with a new friend, Deacon Mike Daly. Listen as he talks about being a law enforcement officer and a deacon. Here we go. Well, we're on location here in Denver. Uh, We're extremely blessed to meet a new friend today, Deacon Mike Daly. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. So uh, we're we've got our our drinks, a uh, little dram, as we know. That's Hi. little an eighth of an ounce. We may have a little bit more in there, but uh, who's measuring? <laughs> we don't measure. Yes, yes. We're, I'm practicing my pour, and it's harder in these glasses than in my uh, Glencairn. So, uh, for our friends in the pub, who is Deacon Mike? Ah, uh, so let's see here. Let's. Uh, I was. Born in California, grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, came here uh, in 1994 to Regis University. Uh, at the time, I was planning on being a rich psychologist. Uh, my plan that I told, I told God, I was like, by the way, my plan is I will help your people out. I will be a rich psychologist. It's going to work out. It's a great plan. Uh, met my future wife there. Um, Ultimately, started going to grad school, and uh, just six weeks into uh, grad school for my doctorate for uh, clinical psych, um, pretty much realized that is not where God's calling me to be. Um, so moved back from uh, Phoenix at that time, coming here, and um, about two years of discernment, asking, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, so at that time, I was also working downtown in the nightclubs. And um, I had started out with bartending, but ultimately got into the security side of it. Um, talked with a lot of the cops that were working down there and figured, I think maybe I'm supposed to be a cop. And uh, so um, discerned that, ultimately got hired on to uh, Wee Ridge Police Department, which is a smaller town in the metro area. And am I supposed to look at you or am I supposed to look at that? Wherever you're coming. All right, okay, cool. Hi, guys. Uh, so, um, so about a year and a half into that, uh, I ended up going over to the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office. And uh, have been there since January of 2002. Okay. And um, basically, Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, uh, the unfortunate thing that we can um, if people want to know kind of where about that is in Colorado or what we're we've experienced um, Columbine High School is uh, in our jurisdiction we were the the main um, law enforcement agency um, so that happened in April of 1999 and I came into law enforcement um, a little bit a year later in August of 2000 and then in 02 went to Jeffco um, so have been involved tons of places, um, but faith-wise, been married to my wife uh, since uh, November 27 of 1999, so just about coming up on our anniversary. Um, I have six kids, 
ranging from 18 years to six years. And uh, while most people think that's big, um, I'm like, yeah, that just seems normal. <laughs> and yes, um, yes, depends who your circles are. Sure, yeah. And we, uh, I get to, I got to stay at my um, parish of origin. So um, I was ordained in 2015. Um, I started my formation in 2010. Frankly, I was discerning this for just about 10 years. Oh, wow. When, um, yeah, when a deacon had, uh, had asked me, you know, have you ever thought about being a deacon? And I laughed at him. And I was like, uh, no, I've never thought about that. And that is the, the dumbest question um, anybody would ever ask because I am not the guy. Um, so ultimately, um, keeping it relatively brief, um, discern to the diaconate and um, right where I'm supposed to be. There you go. That's awesome. There's lots that you've said there that I can, <laughs> there's lots of rabbit holes I could go oh, down yeah. in, in, in that. And it's, uh, it's quite interesting, like you talk about, so you would have worked with a lot of guys that had to attend Columbine and, and I oh, yeah. did 19 years of peer support training with the Calgary Police Service yeah. just for, okay. so, and then did that, your faith background, did that help any of these guys? Uh, did Is that a component in your sheriff's department, like peer support? Yeah, so we have peer support, although I'm not a part of it. Yeah. Um, we have a trauma response team, which is um, a subset of the uh, peer support that goes out and no matter what is going on, whether it's, um, uh, in, in, for an instance, another sheriff's office um, had a shooting, um, our TRT team was mobilized and then sent basically to parts of our county and then up into their county to work with uh, all the sheriff's office members, with their families and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we have kind of those two parts, but for me, where I've gotten to minister is, it's kind of funny because I'd say maybe half the people know me and then, you know, they'll, I'll actually come to work um, to, I went to a promotion ceremony and I had to leave from the church and then get there. So I came on my clerics and, you know, some people were like, wait, you're, why are you dressed like a priest? And, <laughs> and others were like, hey, what's up, Deacon? How you doing? And uh, so it was, it, you know, I'm, I'm a weird monkey wrench. But in that, a lot of folks know who I am and what I stand for. Um, and they've been like, you know, I, I need to talk to you. And I've had wonderful opportunities where God has put me in places where um, folks are stressed out. And yeah. I can literally just sit down with them and they're like, what's going on here? And bring God into the conversation have prayer with them um, and have scripture time with them and literally just pick them up when they're feeling down. Um, there's There's been times where, um, I'm sure you've been there too, where you're finishing briefing and all of you are just going, we should not be alive right now. Like there are all these reasons why we should be dead, all of us. And it was frankly going, well guys, gals, we're here because God helped us to be here. Yep. So let's just be thankful. Well, and, and it's it's <laughs> it's true. It, although it's hard in in the policing world for you to be 
necessarily uh, recognized for your faith because it's it's mocked by some and and uh, poo pooed by others. Um, uh, you know, I, I think maybe at Chefco we're blessed, okay. or folks have just decided not to, I guess, be rude. Um, yeah. And, um, weird like when i go into the gym and they've got like hardcore rap going on it, it's kind of funny because some folks are like oh deacon's here no and switch up the music so it's kind of that's, that's awesome it's kind of funny um and at the same time they're like wait you listen to edm that is my favorite type of music electronic dance music unless you don't know what that stands for and okay and, and the interview's over <laughs> Because, okay, I, my, I, I work in a high school right now, and my office is right across from the weight room. Uh, and the music coming out of there is painful at times. So If it's got a good drop beat, it, yeah, you can get okay. some good reps in. And so, so there's that part. Um, and uh, I've, been, I've been accused of, uh, you know what, sometimes you just come off a bit too preachy. And uh, I was like, well, what, what does that mean? And, uh, well, you know, you just, you just talk a little more than you need to about your faith. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, and, and, like, I work with youth at risk. And, and obviously it's not something that, as a police officer, you, because there are, are Protestant brethren that uh, go with the hammer and say, mm -hmm. are you saved? And you, you know, do sure. And, and in a police uniform, I, I even don't think that's an appropriate, uh, you have to sure. build the relationship. Yep. And, and yeah. what I found is, is just being who I am doing what I do. They ask mm -hmm. what makes you tick? Why do yep. you do that? Right? So you don't have to get into the big, big theological, Debates unless they, hey, if they open the door, it's right. fair, it's yeah. fair game. Yes, and and I'm sure with six kids, uh, yeah. you may get yeah. some inquiries as to. Well, at one point, I worked with a partner uh, who actually converted to the the Catholic faith. I I sponsored him into the church. He had ten children, or has, and I. I was on my way at that time. I, I was up at six, and and they're going like we have more kids between the two of us than our entire squad, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we may have gotten some uh, interesting conversations. And you talk about normal. Uh, it, it just brought up. So we had got across Canada pulling our trailer in two thousand, the jubilee year, yeah. and crossed into Maine and the lady at the campground says well you have to pay for your extra kids and I said they're not extra they're all mine because <laughs> we had six at the time and uh, <laughs> that's awesome so yeah it uh, it it brings some interesting conversations sure. when the people find out you have eight yeah. kids and well yeah so they're like wow six kids what are you Mormon or Catholic and like Catholic <laughs> yes, you, you yes, have fifty yes. percent chance on that one so well I, uh, I I always say I had to have the eighth child just so that I you didn't confuse me with the Mormons who stop at seven <laughs> 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 so it uh, yeah it's we well, yeah and that's the thing is just have fun and have honest conversations about it and. And and I know, like you talked about the the miracles that happen 
where God, mm -hmm. you see God's hand on it. Yeah. And I'll never forget one night, um, I get called to a drunk at a hotel. And the guy's out there. And he's falling down and getting back up and can't make a coherent thing and there's not not there's something wrong with him and then he falls again and he's coming at me on all fours barking like a dog and then and then he falls the third time and I Did jump Were we on the same call? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean so I'm holding down the other young guy is there with his taser ready to tase as the cover and uh and he's going gonna get my mac 9 kill you kill you gonna get my mac 9 kill you and then five alive five alive i need a five alive and then then he had these terror screams and his legs are going and my other partner my regular partner had shown up by that time and patting him down pulls out this great big butcher knife mm -hmm. and uh this goes on so i just start saying the saint michael prayer quietly yeah. The very yeah. instant I finished that, he went limp. The very instant. Yep. And so we carted him into the ambulance, got him to the hospital. It was the worst case of crystal meth overdose they had seen. And wow. like I went to the hospital, he had seven, they had stripped all his clothes. They had seven bags of ice on top of him. He was in the hospital so for a week. Yeah. So had we tased him, had my, the yeah. other guy tased him. He would have died, I'm confident of that. And mm -hmm. it would have been another police. Sure, yeah, uh, in custody, yeah. And, uh, excessive use of force it, and all yeah. that. So, uh, and that's where just seeing God's hand, St. Michael, who, mm -hmm. patron saint of policemen, would never uh, leave home without him. And right. <laughs> you know, I, the, one of the, so I don't know if you were ever at this point, but uh, earlier on in my career, about five years into it, I was getting, I was getting pretty cold, getting pretty uh, just very objectifying and using all the names to psychologically just kind of separate and dehumanize all this stuff. So I uh, I went to confession and I because I knew I, I was just wrong and I knew that um, my heart was not the way it should be. So I went to confession and uh, I've since fulfilled my penance, but I continued to do it. And um, so Father Goggins, um, which by the way, awesome dude down here, um, he said, so your penance is you have to bring someone that you have dealt with each week to mass with you and offer up that person. And I'm like, uh, dude, no, forget the, for five Hail Marys or three Our Fathers. I'm like, are you, are you serious? And he goes, Whoa. yes, that's what you gotta do. I'm like, that Whoa. one's really hard. He's like, that's because you need to pray for these people. Oh, I, I, and man, I was like, are you serious? Like that? No, I do. That's the last thing I want to do is pray for these people. He's like, that's called praying for your enemies. Yeah. And I'm like, dang it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And so uh, the first the first man I prayed for um, was a man Del Gallegos, <clears throat> and ultimately. I don't know where he is now, but um, he was the person that that was the last person that I had dealt with, and I really brought with my on my heart to confession, and so then I brought him to mass, and uh, 
Yeah, that was like 16, 17, no, 18 years ago now. Mm -hmm. And I don't do it as solidly or as consistently every week, but even I bring my coworkers. You know, now being um, at the commander level, I'm not out on the field as much, so I don't have as much interaction, but I do have interaction with my people. Hi, sweetie. This is my Annabelle, and she is six. Oh, it's very nice to meet you. Say hi, Mr. Sean. He is a police officer, too. And I've got grandkids your age that I'm <laughs> going to get to go see here soon. Pretty cool, huh? That's why we're um, down here. And so that was the, that was the beginning of, of my um, conversion to a deeper faith in how I work with anybody that's difficult and anybody in the profession. Um, so I bring some of my, my coworkers, some of those that work for me, um, sometimes citizens, sometimes even my bosses, yeah. who don't see the world based on the relationship I have with God. My worldview is different. And so that's how I bring it. Wow, and, that's, uh, a, that's an awesome challenge, guys. That's an awesome challenge for each one of you Dude, to, to, to do that. For me, I, it was about year five when I was hit with that this is a vocation yeah. that, that, I, that I got. And trying to see the face of Christ in everyone that you, you meet there. And it's hard sometimes. Like, oh, yeah. I'm looking, like, I remember in the elevator looking at one guy going where are you <laughs> like yeah it's well and it's in those times that's when um i started to well not consciously but i think more like deep down in my soul god was helping form me to understand the spiritual battles and to see that there is so much there's the evil that we have that's coming at us right yeah but the, the, the evil that's actually attacking these people and oppressing them. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever been to a place where I've seen a full-on possession, but I've seen oppression. Yeah. Like the, the incident you were talking about, right? Yeah. Like folks that are being oppressed, whether it's, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy how you learn, like even tattoos and the spells that people like that take upon themselves and these spirits that get into them and then to, 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 God's, yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm just, I'm not like some weird saint or something. I, yeah. I'm far from it. Um, or have like some, I'm not like a mystical person where I can see, I'm not gifted to see devils, but I know they're there. Yeah. And to, to the very oh, yeah. point, it's just, you know, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on us poor sinners. And like, it's just all of a sudden, they're like, boom, a switch turns on. You're like, oh, no, that just basically, because I see myself. As that was Jesus, you know, knocking whatever devil away. I see myself like this. I will taunt the devil and his minions all the time. But I do it like this. If you imagine, like I imagine, Jesus standing right in front of me and I'm standing over showing going, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, what else you got, huh? He'll take care of it. And then I hide under his shoulder. <laughs> well, and I was telling, like working with young people, I'm in the high schools and, yes. and just telling them about the, how I walk with uh, St. Michael and now I've, uh, the title I've learned in the in recent is St. Joseph Terror of Demons. Amen. And 
like walking with those two guys, you can go anywhere. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and and you need that. And and yeah, we've had uh, as my old partner and I used to, we've had a lot of Christ incidents. There's no there's no coincidence. No, nope, nope, absolutely not. And just we understand why we're here. Like we just look at each other, give a nod, and 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 tell the we're here for a reason. We were sent here because yep. and and the reason you got us and now because I'm in a Catholic high school I, I can you guys have SROs in Catholic schools yeah okay that's cool that doesn't maybe at least in Colorado that doesn't happen well ours are larger Catholic like our Catholic schools are publicly funded and so I, I've got three high schools I've got 1800 students in one 1400 in the other and like just before I left on the holiday, I had a stabbing on the Wednesday and a fight on the Thursday. I, wait, what? <laughs> At Catholic high schools? Yes. So, so there's some room for evangelization <laughs> here. What? So yeah, and and that's where we need to do some work, and that's where working with youth at risk, and and maybe maybe you're the guy to talk to uh, after the show about. I've been contemplating with the experiences that I've had bringing like doing some consulting down here with uh, law enforcement just because working with youth at risk and and I re I'll, I'll never forget I was at a gang symposium in Orlando and the gang czar for the mayor of Houston was there and telling him that I'm a I'm a police officer working with at-risk youth of falling into gangs. That, you can't do that. That'll never work. <laughs> and we, we've got research to show that it does. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and wow. that's where the beauty of what we did was we actually did the scientific research behind it, uh, the questionnaires, the risk factors, the whole bit, where most programs, and I'm guessing the U.S. isn't any different, most programs just have some stories as to they made a difference in this kid's life or whatever yeah. which is nice but it doesn't always translate into the yeah it is making a difference in incarceration and in youth or positive outcomes as we call it so yeah well so like first like when i was in undergrad um i worked at a, a place called a house and it was a locked juvenile facility okay. for adjudicated juveniles. So here, in, at least in our state, um, we, any, any kid cannot be found guilty okay. because they're kids. Oh. So, you know, we, don't, we call them adjudicated, which is basically guilty. Um, <laughs> but so it was a locked facility. So then I ended up getting recruited by my boss over to another place called Jefferson Hills, which was a private contract for the Department of Youth Corrections okay and I worked in the sex offender unit okay and I would see all the things where these kids you know all the traumas that these kids has I several of them I was like dude you never had a chance yeah and like, that's that's what I found is oh you only did this like <laughs> yeah and 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 that's where reaching them where they're at and 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 trying to work with them and i i challenge the guys uh, at god squad to to maybe take a different lens when you're looking at these young men 
that you know you you consider the punk down the street kind of thing and where he's in desperate need of a, a, a male yeah. role model and yeah. figure. And, uh, well, so, they come from a totally different worldview, right? Yeah. And frankly, it's from a, a worldview of absolute survival. Yeah. And everybody's out to get me. Um, and, and that doesn't change uh, even into adulthood. So some of those kids, uh, one of them, his name is Jimmy Velasquez, and he's an adult now and on no date of birth, so no worries. Uh, but he was... I, he was in Arapahoe House, then I saw him at uh, Jefferson Hills, and then I saw him when I was working in the jail uh, after I came over to Jeffco. And he was like, hey, Daly. I was like, dude, you're still here. He's like, dude, I'm never getting out. Like, this is the only place I can survive and be okay, which is really sad. Yeah. Um, and a person that I still pray for. Like, I really pray for his soul. But he never had a chance. Um, well, and, and that's where, like, we have a youth offender center, which... Ours keeps getting smaller and smaller, the population, but they're uh, a lot of those people, that's where they actually thrive and get their education and everything mm -hmm. else mm -hmm. because it is a secure, structured environment for them to succeed. Mm -hmm. And and the sad thing is we, we can't, we haven't figured out how to tap that into a, a more positive uh, when I did some research I visited Boys Town and, and that's got some impressive results so mm -hmm. but we should uh, so as a father of six is there a, is there a dish that dad makes that the kids because uh, we talk about food in here oh, too. So. okay so well if we're gonna go there all right so I have I bought I love to grill Okay. Love the grill. And the thing I love the most, and it's actually pretty simple to make, but it's just so good. Um, just chicken thighs yeah. with a little bit of salt and pepper, yeah. and then you grill them up. But towards the end, uh, what I'll do is I will get a whole pound of bacon, dice it up nice and, you know, almost kind of like bacon bits, cook it up, but then I take shredded cheese, I mix that into it, so it's just this awesome... Right, and then, so then I get the, the, all the chicken thighs together closer on the grill, and then I put all that nice mix right on top. Oh, wow. And so it's like dripping down through like the little seams and stuff, so it, oh, it just cooks right down into there, and then just take it right off the grill. Chicken, chicken with fat. So it's pretty much, I mean, it's bacon, right? So, yeah. you know, you, everything's better with bacon. Um, I mean, there is, there's no need to put I mean, the, the kids any, never complain when you make that. They never complain. It's, there's never anything left over. <laughs> um, they don't put on uh, ranch. They don't put on barbecue sauce. It is, it's just, I, I may have to try that at home. So it's really good. Um, it's really good. Maybe, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting how you, you can create those memories with your kids. Like I was just visiting one set of grandkids down in in uh, Kennesaw, Georgia, and, and I had to get up and make. Papa needed to make some crepes, so okay. so that they because that's what they want. Pop, they remember Papa's crepes. So yeah, okay. uh, so and it, it's it's building those memories, and and so with your kids your kids yeah. are gonna remember the those meals that they had right well again and, and it goes to one megan my wife um she's her nickname is saint megan because she's pretty awesome um she would disagree but she's pretty much a saint 
Um, she's a really good cook too. Now, okay. I'm a person that typically follows the recipe, like to the, and she just goes by taste. Okay. Um, yeah. So she makes things that are amazing. I, I'm more I like your your wife. Okay. Uh, recipes are more like suggestions, suggestions, yeah. and uh, and half the time I don't bother using one. So it's. Um, uh, but yeah, food, dinner, family time yeah. is a big thing. Um, I also, when it comes to, to, it's all about like just experiencing the taste. Um, I don't know if, if y'all know, but one of the most foundational ways that we build memories is by smell. Oh really? Okay. Well, if you think about witnesses, think about witnesses and if you, they will often go back to, if you can help them recall what they smelled. Okay. Whether it's the gunpowder, whether it's the unfortunate burning flesh, okay. they will come back with the, <clears throat> we all have our witness issues, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Based on perception, but they will come back with the most full understanding of at least what they remember based on that, based off of the smell. That's awesome. <clears throat> so, um... <clears throat> I like to cook, but uh, I like my I like my drams. I like uh, whiskey, uh, mezcal. Um, you know, just one of my fun things to do is is mixology, just mixing drinks. That's a fun thing. I know that you know. <laughs> we were just in a we were just in a leadership training class, and it was all about law enforcement resilience. And uh, so, tell somebody something about yourself that nobody else knows. And so. <laughs> And they said, and you can't talk about family or religion. I'm like, seriously? Those are like my two easy ones. Yeah, yeah. And everybody else was like, we already know you have six kids and you're a Catholic deacon, dude. Shut up. Okay. So, so I said, well, I stand up and I said, well, I like to do mixology. I like to mix drinks and I love cigars. And so the guy who's running, he's like, seriously? The two things that are probably the biggest killers of cops, drinking and smoking, and those are your hobbies, and you bring that up, and I'm like, well, I, I do it for the taste, and and they're like, yeah, right, for the taste. I'm like, shut up, okay, just. <laughs> yeah, and it's all in, like, moderation. Exactly, I was like, I don't get drunk, and, and I'll just sit down now. So <laughs> and that's where, yeah, the, there was, I, I have this book, Drinking with the Saints, mm. where, Love that book. So, um, so I actually got to, yeah, sorry. Try, keep try the, if you tried the maple leaf, it's... Uh, no, but I will. It's the Kenny Martyrs uh, feast day, and it's, yeah. uh, it's very good. Although, I think down here you guys refer to them as the North American Martyrs, but they are yeah. ours, and <laughs> it, it, just, just for the record. So one of the other things I, I ask my guests is, as you know, many young men are struggling. We've talked about that, even knowing what a man is. What advice do you give your 18-year-old self? My 18-year-old self is be open to the purpose God gave you. And really ask him. Um, and so when you say that, um, so my mom died when I was 14. Okay. And so I was asking God some of these hard questions going... Why would you do any of this? Why would you take my mom away? And I did it very openly. I I was I used a lot of cuss words at him. Um, and the 18 year old in me, I would go back and say, listen, you can ask the question and be honest with those questions. Yep. 
But listen. <laughs> but yes, listen. We men sometimes struggle with that at, 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 at any age. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh -huh. So one of the other things is Jeff Cavins in his uh, Activated Disciple talks about riding with your posse. So who are your go-to saints? Uh, who are the guys? Oh, that, gosh. Or well, girls. So to in order to answer that, Jeff Cavins, so that the Great Bible Timeline, my wife and I were thinking of something, of some way that we could grow closer together and closer with God. The Great Bible Timeline. We didn't do it with a, a, anybody. We just did it with each other. Okay. That was life-changing and frankly there was so much information that I came to know that became my foundation so that when I went into seminary I was able to use a lot of that as my that was like okay that's my springboard to come and better understand this part of theology this part of scripture um, it was huge so Jeff Cavins awesome dude um, I will share that uh, I'll make sure I send that uh, clip to serious it was it was I still we still have our notes Oh wow! Yeah, we yeah, it's. Well, I, and he talks about you need to know the story. Right? Yeah, and exactly. That's, and that's what makes going the through world all the school, going yeah. through uh, Catholic school all my life, all the way through college, and uh, now there was there was a part of a hardness of my heart again wasn't listening, yeah. um, and and the other part is uh, it just wasn't well taught to me yeah. um, to to understand those. But to to who's my posse? Who are my saints? Wow. Um, so it's interesting because our 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 family um, every night uh, or morning, depending on my shift, um, we have a litany. Okay. And so Saint Michael, unbeknownst to me, when I did, and that's a whole other long story of how I got confirmed. But ultimately, it was on my heart. It was I was Saint Michael. Frankly, picked me up. He was like, "Dude, I'm totally here for you." I also firmly believe we don't pick our saints. Our saints pick us. Okay. Um, so I'll go through, I'll, let me go through my litany. And it really goes through all of my kids as well. Um, so St. Michael the Archangel, mm -hmm. St. Joseph, who is now the, we have consecrated our family to Mary and to St. Joseph. And so they are, when it really comes down to the Holy Family, we've we've given them to them. We're not perfect about it. We're, we're an ugly family, but we're sausage makers. St. Lucy is my wife's uh, confirmation saint. Okay. And then, so my oldest daughter, Saints Alexis and Rose. Um, now, Therese, uh, I'll get into her here in a second. But, uh, so Alexis is her first saint, and Rose, initially we had thought of St. Therese uh, of Lezou, but ultimately she was like St. Rose of Lima, and it'll all come here in a second. So St. Therese was huge in how our family began. So my next daughter, Therese, uh, for St. Therese, and then Coletta, who is uh, the, my wife's grandmother's first name. But then we come to find out, we, don't, we just pick these names and then come to find out all the nuances of it. So then uh, Carol uh, is my third daughter, and so she is um, Carol with a K, so Carol Wojtyla. Um, so St. John Paul II but St. Faustina as well as her middle name, so Carol Faustina. Oh, wow. And then we have Andrew, who uh, ultimately St. Andre Bessette and St. Francis Xavier. So, yeah, Canadian, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just awesome guys and, and humility. 
uh, and then St. Martin de Porres is my next son, Sean. Um, however, so Sean is, uh, is God's gracious gift, so there's no actually like saint, but his middle name is based off of how, when he was born, which was right close to St. Martin de Porres. Come to find out, St. Martin de Porres and St. Rose of Lima were best friends. Oh, wow. Yes. So yeah. you start to see this craziness. We'll go to Therese and St. Francis Xavier, and they are the church's patron saints of all missionaries. They are the patrons of for our CCO, which is the equivalent to Focus down here. Okay. All right. So, and Focus, dude, I'll tell you, they're awesome. Um, I ended up just getting interviewed for them last week for Seek 22, so I'm going to be in their promotional video. Which oh, I'm like, right on. I was like, really? Like, you want me? Whatever. Okay. So just like you, I'm like, okay, I guess I have something worthwhile to say. Um, <laughs> and then, um, so there's Sean, and then there's Annabelle, this little one that was just here. Uh, St. Anne for the mother of Mary, and Jane, St. Jane Francis de Chantel. And um, so she was uh, a mother. Um, who lost her husband and all these things. Ultimately, that's a huge thing for Megan, who is was just really struggling to be a mom. And she's like, how do I do it? Big thing. The reason she was struggling is we also have um, seven other kids. Um, we uh, Megan has had seven miscarriages. Oh. And so all those names, which is part of this, is, is part of our litany. So we have all of our kids asking to pray for them. So we remember our whole family wow. every night or morning, depending on my shift. Mm. So there's Mary, Dominic, Kevin, Leo, Jacinta, Francesco, and Zelly. Um, I'm part of Our Lady of Fatima is our my parish of origin and where we are at. And um, so those two little ones, uh, Jacinta and Francesco, was during the uh, 100 year anniversary. And ultimately we asked our kids what names do you think we need to name our kids? And they were the ones that picked these two. So we have oh, wow. them. Uh, and then Zelly, who is the mother of St. Therese. Yep. And she had said, one day we will all meet our children. And so that was like the final one. And it's just all amazing. And you, you talk about something <laughs> that a lot of families deal with in silence. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, oh. Like, I've got a daughter who's had four miscarriages, and she had them tattooed on her arm. Yeah, uh, sweet. So they're, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a ministry that I think we need to look at within the church to reach out to, to those that are struggling with that. And yeah, so thank you for, for sharing. Thank you for Joining me here, not in the pub, but uh, <laughs> in the best hostess and host in in Denver, because yeah. uh, they're Canadian. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, uh, whiskey. The origin is a Gaelic word called Ishkabaha, mm -hmm. which means water of life. Water of life. Yes. And sir, my prayer is that you continue to lead many souls to the true water of life. And thank you for everything that you're doing. This is awesome. So, um, however you bring a Catholic men's group with cops all together, um, that's something I've been praying um, for six plus years. But, so we're going to talk after this too. Okay. Well, we started, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk after. But thank you for joining us. God bless you guys. Keep safe. Be safe. Let's see each other in heaven. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of A Dram with Friends. Like and subscribe. 
Go to all podcast platforms to look for it on podcast or go to godsquad.ca to support our mission.